All right, and we are back with another episode of the Easily Annoyed podcast. I'm here with Mel. It's the first guest we've had in the new year, and uh, very excited to talk about crazies with her, <laughs> including Khalil. So happy to have you. Thank are you. you. Ready? Yeah. All right, so we're talking about psychology. You're mm -hmm. a psychologist major. Yes. Is it more specific than that? Uh, so I am a psychology major, but I have two minors in integrative health and wellness and adaptive brain and behavior. So it's like psych and like neuroish stuff. Which part are you like more focused in or care more about? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say the psych part. Um, I do the adaptive brain and behavior minor just for more like, uh, we can dive into like the neuro, like the neurogenic disorders and stuff like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> How many disorders do you think Khalil has? Oh, good question. I don't want to expose him. Just kidding. I don't think he has any disorders. Brutal. Mm, as of as of yet. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just start with what got you into psychology. Was it like, is your family nuts? Do you have <laughs> a crazy friend? Is well, it you? I'm just <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that got me into psychology. My oldest sister did it, and now she's a therapist. Okay. And I guess... It's a crazy family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy family, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a whole bunch of things. Like, in high school, I, like, kind of went through my own things, and I was like, oh, I wonder why, like, this is happening, and I wonder why, like, I react to this sort of thing in this way. Okay. And then I kind of got into, like, just, like, what goes behind, like, actions and, like, childhood and all that stuff. So then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is, this is a good major for me. So, yeah. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, is, do you want to be a therapist too? Like, is that, what do you want to do after college? So I'm going to grad school for social work, um, at VCU in the fall. Okay. Cool. Um, and in the beginning I do want to be a therapist, but I think my end goal is to, I want to open my own wellness center and like have my own wellness practice. Um, and I do want to be a therapist in that, but I like want to oversee just like my own wellness center and like, in like integrate. Eastern medicine and Western medicine and holistic oh, cool, medicine cool, cool. and stuff like that. And that's where Khalil comes in. <laughs> that's where Khalil comes in. Buddha. Yes, he has helped me a lot with that. <laughs> so why why do you think it is that therapists their families are nuts? <laughs> I think I think that um, you know therapists definitely have to go through their own thing to mm. uh, you know choose the job that they're going into um gotcha. and i feel like a lot of the field of like psychology and therapy is like a lot of people are more like i guess empathetic or in tune with their own emotions so i feel like if you go through things and like have you know quote unquote crazy people around you <laughs> then um i don't know it's easier to like have that drive to like help people and want to do better for people so gotcha mm -hmm. so do you think that <clears throat> everyone in their life has like one big moment that is the reason that they do the thing like for the rest of their their career do you mm. think there's like one big reason or is it a million different little things or were they always going to be like that that's a good question i think it's different for everyone um yeah i definitely think it's different for everyone for example my sister um she always knew she wanted to be a doctor like my middle sister not my oldest sister and like that was just like what she wanted to do never changed her mind. For my middle, my oldest sister, who's a therapist now, it was like very different. She wanted to do a bunch of different things. 
um, for me, it was like one direct thing where I like kind of like had a moment and I was like, oh, dang, I'm down bad. And then I was like, oh, I wonder why. And then I started therapy and then I was like, oh, this is cool. Like she's on point with this. And now like, I'm, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. What percentage of the people in your major are actually going to help people versus making things worse? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there are a lot of people that, not that I am an expert, but sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, unfortunately a lot of like therapists and psychologists that, um, don't know what they're doing and kind of take advantage of their patients. I was just telling Cleo earlier, actually, that there is a, some sort of like website out there that scams people into getting therapy and like, they're not actually licensed and so it's just sad because, like, why would you do that? This yeah. is, like, a field of, like, you know, helping people. So there are a lot of people in my major who, major who like, I don't doubt their intentions, but I'm also, like, like what is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a hard, it's, it's, a, it's a hard line to cross, I guess. Yeah, because you could also, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be, like, intentionally doing it. Yeah. They could just say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yeah. And it, like, changed the way they think. Yeah. It's definitely a scary field that you need experience for. So I feel like, I mean, definitely a psychology degree undergrad is not enough. Like, you Mm -hmm. have to go to grad school, and, like, it's required for this. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, would you say, well, one, are you good at reading people? (laughs) I think I... I'm very, yeah, I think I'm very good at um, understanding people's emotions and, like, I can tell when there's, like, a shift in emotion in the room or, like, I don't know. I've just always, even as a kid, like, I've always been very good at that. I've just been very empathetic with people and, like, I can tell if something's off or, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. With him, it's harder because he is a very closed door sometimes, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Would you say you have, like, from just, like, the last few years of college, do you have a lot of ways to open up people that are more Mm. closed off yeah I would say so I mean I definitely don't try to pry because people are different in like the way obviously they grow up some people are definitely more closed off in sharing emotions it's just like you know trauma affects people and like childhood affects people and whatever how much they open up and share Mm -hmm. um but I think I'm a very like or I would at least be a very like comforting and comforting person and someone who can like uh be there for people who need so I feel like a a lot of my friends at least come to me for like some advice or like things I need to talk about and um not to like I hope this doesn't sound like pious of me but like I I like pride myself in like being a friend that can be that person for others so yeah what is what's like the best way to get someone to open up like an actual like way or something you say or do yeah um again it's different for everyone I just think that like especially in like this field and like with reading people or like helping people you really just have to know like what they need because everyone's needs are different so if someone takes a longer time to open up like what they need probably is just patience and like for you to stick by them and like reassure them that oh I'm here for you like Mm -hmm. you know like I'm I'm not gonna leave your side so like when you're comfortable with me you can open up um while other people who are more um tend to be open like very quickly like I think they more need like advice and like want you to talk to them about it so I think it's like you have to play both sides very professional answer (laughs) would you is there like a specific kind of 
neurological issue that you're most interested in? Hmm. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, top three, top three. Top three. I wouldn't say, okay, I wouldn't say neurological issue, but I think like under the field of psychology, I'm really into attachment theories. I did a lot of my research this year on attachment theories um, just because I find like how you're raised and like how your parents interact with you has such an effect on how you interact with others in the future. Mm-hmm. I would say that. And then uh, there's so much. What's one example of that? Um, okay. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a personal example. This might be a little bit, uh, sorry guys, but, <laughs> um, so there's four different types of attachment and style. Like if you have, okay, I'll go with anxious attachment where you have like, um, this isn't like always, but mostly you'll have a parent who's very like emotionally unstable, like on and off, like one day they'll be very fine. And the other day they'll completely blow up on you. And mm-hmm. then the other parent is just very like emotionally distant. So an anxious attachment style is kind of like you grow up like always fearing abandonment or like always just on edge in relationships because you don't really know how the other person feels. And it's kind of just like a back and forth of like, like one second's good. And then the other moment's really bad. And like, you don't know why, but that's a lot to do with attachment style and like stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) getting deep very quickly. Okay. Uh, what are the other two things? Oh yeah. Um, I think I'm getting more into like the integrative uh like health and wellness side of things like um yoga and meditation and stuff like that. I've getting um trained or I'm getting certified to be a yoga teacher next semester. Cool. Yeah. Um and Khalil here has helped me a lot with the whole meditation thing. Um yeah. he brought it actually into my life, so that was pretty cool. Um yeah, so that's Do one of you think <clears throat> that meditation is actually real or are you just really focusing on being calmer and that's what it actually is oh i definitely think it's real um i think that people look at it very not like i i don't think people look at it in the right way i think a lot of people think of it as a quick fix but it's more of just like it's not supposed to be something you like do like you schedule time out of your t- day to do it's like supposed to be a daily practice you're supposed to mm-hmm. wake up and like be meditative throughout your day so I think people look at it in a very, like, I'm going to do this to, like, release all my anxiety. But that's just mm-hmm. not how it works. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Now, my dad <clears throat> is super into that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, he's done karate and, yeah. like, a bunch of different martial arts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys are into it, too. Yeah. And they say how they can completely quiet their mind and that there's nothing there. Mm. Have you been able to get to that place? I personally have not. Okay. That's really cool, though, and I do want to talk to him about that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been able to get to that place yet. Um, I was on a, like, super, like, I don't know, meditative journey throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and then school started again, and I just have lost it. I got back into it a couple of weeks ago, but still, like, I'll do, like, a 10-minute meditation in, like, eight minutes, and I'm like, oh, wow. I, like, that's – I haven't done anything. Gotcha. So it's it's definitely a journey, and it takes time, but, yeah. yeah. What's the benefits of being able to completely silent your mind, though? I don't – I mm. like, people have explained, like, just being much calmer and, like, being one with yourself. Mm-hmm. But why can't you be one with yourself and have a loud brain? I definitely think you can be one with yourself and have a loud brain. I don't think it's, like – like, I think a lot of people, again, view meditation as, like, a very black and white thing. Mm. Like, it's not – like, it's kind of just, like, the in-between area of, like mm. – 
uh, it helps you. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like if you're just in the kitchen and you're cooking and like there's a lot of things going on, like a good way to just calm yourself down is just to like try to release your mind of like everything that's going on. And I think it's more of just like a, you don't have to have a quiet mind, but it's nice to have a controlled mind so you can able like control your emotions and like how you react to things in that sort of way. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay, cool. Are there any stigmas or stereotypes? I've already said a bunch today. <laughs> in the last 10 minutes yeah. that are either definitely true or not true at all about mm. psychology yeah 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 <laughs> what what are like the biggest ones um i think personally the biggest one that i've just like been around especially um in a big college area is just that a lot of people um like think that if you go to therapy or like that that you're like weak or like need help or like that there's like innately something wrong with you and like i that's not the case at all yeah, yeah um i mean for some people it definitely can be the case but more it's like it, i think of it as like if you would wake up every morning and like go on a run and make yourself a healthy meal it's like you're taking yourself care of yourself physically like mm -hmm. it's the same thing you're taking care of yourself mentally and like i don't think people really view that on the same plane just because it's not something that we really like ingrained in our society yet um, but like personally for me, like I go to therapy just to have someone to talk to every Wednesday morning at 8am, I wake up and I log in and I just like talk to her about my life. And like, it's, for me, it's just like a calming thing to do. Um, so I think that that stigma should be, I don't know. I'm, I personally am not a fan of it. Like, I don't think that I'm more weak than anyone else. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I, this is interesting though. <laughs> so would you say, and you don't have to answer this question, <laughs> but. Would you say that you don't have people you can talk to those things about, or it's just that you have someone that's definitely listening every week at that time? Oh, yeah, no, that's a great question. I definitely have people that I talk to things about. I talk to Clue all the time. I talk to my friends all the time. Um, but He's not helping. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's more of just like I know – so I've been going through for four years. Mm -hmm. So we've like – gain or like um built a relationship but i think it's just she comes from a place that's so non-judgmental like i talked to her and like I, it's just like i'm a clean slate to her like nothing yeah like she has no bias of me she has nothing like she met me and that was it like she didn't know anything before me she doesn't know anything after me like i think it's just more of like a very like i can tell you anything and i know you won't judge me and i know you're gonna be here for me you know when like there's people in my life that like i can tell you these things but like I don't know what you're going to do with this information. It's kind of like a, uh, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because, <clears throat> like, personally, I feel like I therapize myself with friends yeah. and family. Do you think that – so say, like, I don't think I need it. Yeah. Do you think that even people that think they don't need it and don't want to do it, do you think they can still benefit from it or no? Yeah, for sure. I think that there's a lot of people that think they don't need it and – if you don't, if you think you don't need it, then don't do it. But I do think that everyone would benefit from some sort of therapy somehow. Like, like you said, like having friends, just even having an outlet is a form of therapy in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that like some people who think they don't need it, I think that they are, uh, kind of ridding themselves of the opportunity of like getting there. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an uncomfortable territory. So I feel like a lot of people believe they don't need it because they don't, they don't want to go into the unknown, yeah. you know? So.
it is an uncomfortable thing to do. Like you're telling a stranger all about your life. So yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah, what was that like? You don't don't say what you were talking about. But yeah. Like, what what was that like to talk to just an absolute random stranger? And were you able to open up very quickly or not really? Uh, yeah, it was definitely was strange. Like at first, I walked in and I sat. It was in person at first because this was before the pandemic, and I was like, "What is happening?" Like I, I don't know. It was a very strange feeling. Um, but again, like I was just very lucky with my therapist. She was just very comforting and. I ended up opening up to her pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm I that's not the case for everyone. I just am a very I talk about my emotions freely. A lot of people like gotcha. I'm just yeah. very emotionally open and like I think a lot of people that know me know that. Um but I that's a very rare case in some yeah. Gotcha. Do you think she's biased now or still no? I don't think so. Like she will call me out on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she'll call me out on my bullshit like sometimes i'll say stuff and she'll be like do you actually think that and i'm like no like she knows she knows how my mind works now enough to like oh that's good where she's like melanie like come on now like do better you know so gotcha are there any stereotypes that are true that you found like you were like before you had decided to do this well Mm -hmm. how long when did you decide like how old were you when you decided to I would say, like, freshman year of high school. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're pretty young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, okay. So then in middle school, when you were thinking, what did you think of psychologists <laughs> before you decided you wanted to be into this? Actually, you know, that is a good question because I, okay. So I don't really know what I thought because this was a long time ago. But I do remember when I, so my sister who's now a therapist Mm -hmm. suggested that I go to therapy for reasons that, yeah, I'm not going to get into, but, um, that's so brutal that she said that though. Was that like, (laughs) let's get it to that. When she said that to you, what was your reaction to that? I don't, I don't really know how I felt. I kind of was just like, what? Like, why? Like in my mind, I was like, I don't, I guess like I knew at that point in my life, I was, I was sad. Like I was not in a good place. So I was like, Oh, like, I guess. But then I, I kind of just like, put it off a little bit because I was like, uh, like this is weird. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I mean, again, it was just like her encouraging me to like do better for myself, but it was a very, un- again, it was like an uncharted territory and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but yeah, you know, I just kind of let myself get into it and here Jeez. we are. <laughs> Brutal. Wait, when she did that was like, was it from a place of love and she was calm about it? Or were, did you, like, were you guys fighting and she, like, flipped out and was like, you need oh, therapy! No. <laughs> You're nuts! Oh, no, no, no. She was very calm about it. We, okay, yeah. Okay. No, she was, she sounded So it was just, though. like, a nice older sister. Thing. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, for sure. Okay, that's good, that's good. Yeah. Because I feel like if someone <clears throat> screamed at you, you need therapy, there's, like, a 95% chance that you're never going to therapy. Oh, yeah. It's not something that you can really force anyone to do. You can definitely encourage people to do it and, like, yeah like try your best to like get them there but I think one thing that I've learned is like if they don't want the help if they don't want to do it they're not going to do it and you can't do anything about it yeah yeah, yeah, for sure yeah but going okay so going back to what you thought about psychologists before (laughs) when you were 13 (laughs) when I was yes when I was very young (laughs) um I don't know I I again like it was a long time ago and in middle school I was like one of those girls I was like I want to be a lawyer no what hello um so I don't really know what I thought of therapists back then I knew that I was like a very emotional person I just always have been so like um 
just like talking about emotions was just something I've always like been comfortable with. So it's mm-hmm. always been in the back of my mind, but I never really, I don't know. I don't never really thought about like therapy and like, I don't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then when you did decide you wanted to do it, mm-hmm. what, what were the things that you went in like through high school when you were like, Oh, this is going to mm-hmm. be how it is. What were the things that actually continued to be like that when you got into college and you're like, Oh, like, they are nuts, or they're not, <laughs> or or everyone has like a story behind, like, oh, this is why I got into it, or this, and this is why I want to help people. Like, mm-hmm. is that something that happens to be the case for everyone, or some people are like, I just want to make money, or like, yeah, I think. Well, okay, if you're going into psychology, like a lot of like therapists and social work don't make the greatest yeah. money, you know. <laughs> um, so a lot of people that I know in my major, um, like definitely have had something that have like brought them to mm-hmm. where they are now. Um, but some people are genuinely just like, like I've, I've had a great life and I just like, I just like want to be good for the world. Like the world has given me a lot. I want to give back, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess like, I don't know. (laughs) You use the words nuts and crazy a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, just because you're not talking about like just thinking about therapy the same way. Like when I talk to my friends Mm -hmm. and it's like a, a real talk. Yeah. It, it's almost always nuts. Yeah. In different ways, but like yeah. it, it's someone's going to have a hard time with whatever you're saying. Yeah. So it is nuts. It's not like a, they're <laughs> completely crazy, but like what a therapist is talking about is almost always going to be a lot. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think that um a lot of people uh tend to stray away from the whole therapy or like getting help type thing because of the words like crazy and nuts mm-hmm. though because no one wants to be <laughs> identified as All right, we'll, crazy. Say, we'll, we'll, we'll say a lot then a lot yeah what they're talking about is a lot they don't have to be yeah um yeah I, I i mean i agree with that a lot of times people go to therapy because they like have a lot on their plate but other times again it's just like hey like i just want to talk and also sometimes i'm anxious how do i fix it you know yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah what so <clears throat> with the social work mm-hmm that has nothing to do with therapy, does it? Or it does? It does. It's just more social work is more of like a, on a community based level. So it's like I'll learn a lot about um, like social justice issues and like um, backgrounds of different like uh, like like diversities, ethnicities, and stuff. And like mm-hmm. how it's a lot of sociology and psychology mix. I'll say that it's like gotcha. um, how people are brought up and like with their environment like nurture nature kind of thing and mm-hmm. then how to work in like big community groups um to help people but i'm doing the more um community based stuff so i'll be learning about how to do like group work but i can also narrow it down later on in my second year to clinical which is what i'm eventually going to do <clears throat> okay so is clinical just like doctors and phd's and therapy that kind of thing yeah well clinical social work is not you that's not a phd it's an lsw so you get your license uh, like it's like a licensed social worker, okay, um, but yeah. All right, you said nature versus nurture. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys learning about that? <clears throat> oh, so much. That's like every single psycho- psychology class you take: nature versus nurture, Darwin, nature versus nurture. Like always. What's always. the craziest thing you've learned about that? Oh, I don't. I don't think there's nothing like super crazy or in- it's just like a very like set thing. Like I don't know. Like you grow up and. There's, I don't, there's like, you, 
nature affects you and nurture affects you. There's not like anything super Which one's more important. Oh, that's a good question. Um I would say oh gosh. I would say nature. I actually I don't think I can answer that question because it's it's okay. a it's a it's a case by case situation. Because a lot of people will like have very great childhoods and like grow up in a great environment, but they'll yeah. have like something genetically wrong with them or like gotcha. yeah. I won't say wrong, but gen genetically Different. In different. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Who do you think you learn more from, your family or your friends? Or family and peers, because I guess yeah. you learn a lot from people that you don't like also. Yeah, um, that's actually – so at different stages of development, you learn more from different – so when you're first growing up and you're like toddler, like baby stage, it's mm -hmm. your parents – but then when you get into your more like adolescent stage, it's definitely your peers and friends because at that point your brain is developing and you're like, you're with all your friends all day and you're like, ah, screw you mom, I'm rebelling. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you're with all of your friends. And then I would say like when you grow up more into like adult years, it's a mixture of both or like, I mean, if you've had a bad childhood, then I would say more peers, but mm -hmm. yeah, it just depends on time and uh, like your developmental process and like age and stuff. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. What's the most important thing you've learned from your family? And what's the most important thing you've learned from your friends and peers? Oh, good question. <laughs> I think the most important thing I learned from my family is that um, I, it's, I don't know how to say it without getting to the nitty gritty, but people can change like like okay people evolve and people change but like your family no matter what they have given you throughout good or bad mm -hmm. they're always going to be there for you in some sort of way and that's not the case for a lot of people everybody everybody you specifically but for me specifically i think that there's a lot of things that my family has gone through that hasn't been the greatest but like at mm -hmm. the end of the day i still have my sisters who are like my best friends and like you know, my dad and my mom and a lot of things have happened, but like they're there still at the end of the day. Gotcha. Very sweet. <laughs> I, like I You did say something though, before mm -hmm. we move on to what you've learned from your friends. Mm -hmm. I don't think people change. You don't think people change? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. Why don't you think people change? Because <laughs> I think <clears throat> now from zero to like, 15 mm -hmm. you you're different people mm -hmm. but then i think when your like brain is developed then i don't think you change okay because i i think once that's happened your brain's developed so even if you like pretend to be different yeah you still like i can't think of an example but like you if you someone's like oh i think when you do that it's super shitty mm. and you're like okay i'm gonna change and so you stop doing it but your brain doesn't think it's shitty you're just doing it because of someone else mm. so you haven't changed you might be doing things differently but your brain is still the same and your being is like nah that i was what i was doing was okay mm -hmm. but because someone i cared about didn't like it i changed but interesting like my being didn't cool okay i've actually never heard of that that's actually very cool um okay i think that <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, when your brain is developed, uh, what is it, like 26, 30? I don't even know the answer to that question. Listen, I'm no brain is expert. It 30? It's between 26. I couldn't tell you, honestly. It's different for guys and girls, but girls oh. mature faster than guys. I will say that. <laughs> well, I, I, we knew that. Because, yeah, no, we knew that. Um, oh, I think that, yeah. Scary. like scary. <laughs> just like to say that. Um, once your brain is developed, yeah, it's developed, but also brains are very malleable things. Um, mm-hmm. You can change the way, I don't think you can change the way, like, like your morals and values and like who you are and like how you grew up, like that's like who you are. But I think you can change the way you think and the way you, um, like the way your brain is wired because if you couldn't then therapy wouldn't work like therapy is it like trains you it's like into a whole different way of thinking and a whole different way of um like it pretty much rewires your brain into a different kind of mindset so like i i agree with you like as a person you don't technically like quote unquote change but your brain is rewired into thinking into a new uh in a new mindset i guess but is it changing or you just you had never thought about it that way and now you're thinking about it that way with the same brain? But doesn't that change? No, because you just didn't know about it. Yeah, but that's still that's still a change. That is that is but still like, something that like so if you're living, right? Uh huh. And you don't know about gravity. Yeah. And then someone teaches you about gravity. Mm-hmm. Now I know what gravity is. Yeah. It didn't change me though. It didn't matter that I knew or didn't know. Well it depends on if you act on it. Like for example, like I know that I have anxiety. So when I talk to my therapist about it, I'm like, okay, this made me really anxious. And she said, and she'll like give me things to do. And like in my head, oh, like I know like writing about it or like doing these certain activities will help me. But like if I don't actually do it, like now I'm aware of it and like I'm doing it. But like if I don't actually like act on it and like do it, then nothing's going to happen. Like you can be aware that gravity is there, but Mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it. It's just, that's a fact. You know what I mean? So Good point. Good point. (laughs) Uh... I'm not an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Can you explain? It? Okay, is anxiety is something where like most people that have anxiety, is it the same like neurological stuff? Like is your brain doing the same thing or is it different every time? Mm. I don't really know the neuroscience behind it, but I do know that anxiety presents itself differently on people. Um, so like you, could, so you couldn't talk to someone else that has anxiety and like it wouldn't make sense if you talked about it with them? I th- no, I think it would, uh, but I think that, like, anxiety at its core is, like, comes from the same place, but it presents itself differently. So, like, m- if I'm talking to, uh, like, one of my roommates, like, we share similar, um, like, I don't know, ways of being anxious, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, the correct wording for that, but, um, so, like, we talk about it and, like, the way, but the way we present ourselves in anxiety is very different. Like, I'm a very, like, act- I'm an active, anxious person, so, like, when I'm anxious, I do things. When okay. she's anxious, she shuts down and, like, doesn't, like you know so it's just definitely it's different like some people feel it in their hands some people feel it in their stomach some people mm-hmm. just like sleep you know <laughs> so is anxiety and like i don't know about i don't love public speaking mm-hmm. is that me being anxious if i like have butterflies or something is that anxious or is that scared or is it the same thing uh, that's, I mean, yeah, you're anxious about it. So it's something that's scary to you. Um, but it's not like you don't have, you don't have like generalized anxiety disorder. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, gotcha. I think everyone gets anxiety in their life from like some events, but mm-hmm. to have like generalized anxiety disorder, you have to have it for a certain period of time, like all the time. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to therapy, I'm sure you talk about like your anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have they helped you a lot with that, or is it like, do you learn about like techniques to not be anxious, or is it more just like coping with the fact that you are? It's actually both. So I, I, I have. Like I've learned a lot. Um, I'm a lot less anxious than I was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. But it's also just like because I've learned how to deal with it. Like I think a lot of my anxiety came from the fact that like I knew I was anxious and I was like, why am I anxious? Like what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Which would make it so much worse because it's just like a cycle of like me like questioning myself. But then it's like, okay, like I know I'm anxious. What can I do about it? And it's okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's okay to be anxious, but let's figure it out. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's kind of like reworking that whole, like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just like, let's calm down, you know? Okay. okay. Well, that's good that it's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is my, the one I'm most excited about. Is Khalil a psychological experiment? Hmm. What's a good question? <laughs> well, we dated before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a fun, that was a fun round of, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> uh, no, trapped him. <laughs> he's stuck in this room and he can't leave. <laughs> oh no, he's not, he's not a psychology experiment. I've definitely learned a lot about myself through the process of us dating. Um, you know, it's been what, four years of knowing each other. Mm-hmm. So we, we've learned a lot about each other, but he is not an experiment. I actually do care for him a lot. <laughs> Would you say that you're attracted to people that are hard to figure out? Wow, that's Dude, a oh good God. question. When I came up with that, I was like, that was killer. I that is a good question. Made, I was like, yes, okay, this is, <laughs> let's get somewhere. Let's do it. Let's um, figure out Khalil. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's not more that, like, I don't think it's that, uh, I think it's more of just, like, like, I, I'm attracted to people that have, like, I don't know, like, Cleo's a very deep person, and, like, he is very, he can have, hold conversations about things that, like, people wouldn't normally talk about, mm-hmm. but there's also, I'm not trying to expose you. He loves that. But there's also he a lot of things. We went on late night walks, talked about such deep things. Such deep things all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things that I feel like he also still, like, doesn't know about himself, and, like... Not that, like, I am in any way or shape or form, like, trying to change him or, like, whatever. But I'm, like, I I see so much in him. And, like, I think I'm, like, it's just, it's it's a very beautiful thing. Like, we've, you know, been doing this for four years. So, like, seeing him, like, I don't know. We've both changed a lot. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, what about, like, is it the same with your friends, too? Where it's just, like, I'm assuming you don't have boring friends (laughs) that are, like, like a very cut and dry yeah you no. got everything already like yeah you already have everything figured out about them no my friends are uh, <laughs> like they're, they're, all, they're all nuts like you have to like you have to crack <laughs> no no that's not what i mean not insane like they're you have to crack them open to um, like figure them out yeah but like i, I wouldn't say that i'm not like purpose like I, I don't go into a friendship like i'm going to yeah, crack yeah, yeah, yeah. you you know what i mean but it's just like you're drawn <clears throat> to people that you want to figure out I mean, I I get like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. It's more of just like I'm intrigued by it. I'm like, yeah. I, it's like I would love to know more about you. Like, tell me th- tell me things about yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, 
me and my roommate, like, I have two of them, um, but, like, we just all, sometimes we'll just sit down and, like, just talk about everything, like, our lives, like, our childhood, and then at the end, we're all like, oh, my gosh, we just unlocked something insane. (laughs) So, sometimes it's, yeah, but other people, like, they, I have friends that, like, I don't know anything about them, and they're just very, like, surface level people that just, like, like to go out and, like, have fun. That's completely fine. Like, I'm not, you know, gonna force it out of them, but. (laughs) That's interesting. So, you said curious. I, I, so, I was talking to my friend, Evan Masson, the other day, Mm -hmm. and we were, and his, uh, and his girlfriend Kendra, the three of us were driving back from um, Indiana. So it was ten, it was ten hours. Oh, cool! Right, so there's a lot of talking. Yeah, got to get deep at some point. Yeah, but at one point we were trying to figure out, like, what's one word or one phrase that you would say about somebody to explain to someone else. So like, if, so like, if Khalil's meeting a new friend of yours, mm-hmm. and you're like, you have one word or like two words. That you can give them that like encapsulates as much of them as possible, mm-hmm. and so that's what we were doing. And I figured oh, out, oh, cool. That's really hard if you know the person well. Yeah. Because, because then you're like, oh, but that doesn't that doesn't take up enough of it. Yeah. So, but like, I what I really liked is Evan Masson said I was a curious talker. Oh. Which cool. I really liked because clearly I'm not curious and just listening. Yeah. Right. I'm listening, <laughs> but there's a lot of talking involved too. Yeah, I think you might be like that too. Mm. What would you say if you had to say one or two words with Khalil? And do you think mm. you'd be good at that because of like psychology and you can break things down much better? Mm. That's a good question. I think. Oh, for Khalil, it is hard when you know someone yeah, very well. Um, but would you say like is that? close to you i don't know about the talker part but like are you have you always been curious or yeah did this major take it out of you yeah no i've always been a curious person i've always been um i guess just more like again just a v- very like emotionally like out there so it's like i've always tried to like talk to people about their life and like i don't know just things that people normally wouldn't talk about so i i am a very curious person i always have been in that sort of aspect um but the psychology major definitely, like, you know, was a catalyst to more yeah. of that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know what I could do. With Mr. It's Dover too here. on the spot is the problem. But how weird. Why is it so weird that when you know somebody, then it's harder to explain them? I think it's just because there's so many different, like, aspects of the person that you don't want to, like, you don't want to dismiss other aspects yeah. of them that you care about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many things that I could say about Khalil that are, like, absolutely amazing and that I absolutely adore. But, like, mm-hmm. two words, like, wouldn't encapsulate that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, if you're, like, athletic, deep. So he gets into deep conversations yeah. and he really wants to know more about people and mm-hmm. he's athletic. But then it that's not even close to enough. Yeah. Because he's just – he's so much more than, like, ath- like you. Yeah. Like, he's not, not like just like, tall and handsome. Yeah. No, that's pretty good, actually. Tall and handsome, yeah. yeah that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I think we, we figured it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What percentage? <clears throat> okay, wait, wait. So you said that you were good at reading people, and you always have been? Mm-hmm. How <clears throat> often, when you hear someone go, I'm good at reading people, is it true? Mm. Because I've had recently, I'm not going to say names or anything, <laughs> but I've had some people recently within like the last month, two or three or four people, be like, oh, I'm really good at re- reading people. And then 
I have them read someone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, we'll see. Yeah. And I know the, you've got to know yeah. the person. And they're just awful. <laughs> it's yeah. just not even close. And it's all, it's, a lot of the time, it's no, some of it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And then you're like, who told you that you were good at this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that also just a lot of people don't have, like, when I say I'm good at reading people, I I mean in the way that I'm good at, like, sensing emotions and, like, what they're feeling and, like... That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, like, some, sometimes I'll, again, like, I'll be in a room with people and mm-hmm. and I'll ask someone, like, what do, you, what do you think they're thinking? And, like, I know them. I know this person. And they'll give the most, like, well, they have three dogs and I'm, I'm like, bro, like, how, oh, what? Yeah. Like, that makes literally no sense. So I don't think people understand what the idea of reading people is. Um, I don't know. I think people think that they're a lot more like emotionally aware than they actually are. And that sounds really bad of me, but like, no, it doesn't. If you haven't spot on been in like, if you're not, okay. If you're not emotionally aware yourself, if you're not emotionally mature in your own body, like there's no way you're going to be able to read other people because you have to, you have to know like what emotions arise from where. And like, I don't know. It's just, you can't, you can't do it. Do you think you have to be good with people to be good at reading someone? No, because I think a lot of the people that are best at reading people are introverts. Okay. Mm-hmm. But does being introverted have to mean that you're bad with people? No, that's not what I meant. I think it's more of just like, uh, well, define bad, like, like not good at having conversations or, because you can be very yeah. in tune with yourself and still be like very like socially awkward. So It's not, not so much socially awkward because socially awkward people can still be like, yeah. Everyone wants them around. I yeah. mean more like yeah, I guess it's like someone who's not great with being around people mm-hmm. and conversing and like it not driving them nuts, which I guess yeah. that's part of being an introvert, but it's not the whole thing cuz I know introverts who are like very good at talking oh, they yeah. just, they only want three friends. Yeah, that's fair. Um but like I, yeah, I guess do you have to be good at like conversing and Yeah. I I don't think so. I think it's again, it's more just like the aspect of being like emotionally aware of yourself. Like if you're if you know your emotions well and, like, know how to, like, I guess, like, control them in certain situations and, like, know, like, what, what emotion arises when in mm-hmm. certain situations, I don't think you have to be, like, the best at talking to people. I think that's, like, the best factor in, like, quote-unquote reading people. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to be a good listener, though. Yeah, you definitely have to For be sure. a good listener. Yeah, but what does it, like, do you do yoga? I do do yoga, yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> great question. <laughs> why? Why and why should I start it? Um, well, I, I don't think anyone, like, okay, yoga's not for everyone just as any other practice. Like, I know a lot of people who absolutely hate it and, like, just won't do it, and that's fine. But I think it's more of just a way to match your breath with the movements of your body. And, like, with that, um, there's a lot of, like, evidence or scientific evidence that it helps calm you and make you more it's it's a meditative practice like once your breath matches the movements with your body it calms your mind and it's like a whole type of and i don't know it's like a it's like it's a practice that helps you release physical energy and mental energy and also allows you to like clear your mind through movement i guess is what it is but it's also not that for everyone some people just do it for fun some people do it as like their entire meditative space for like hours a day. I could never do that, but yeah. 
Do you think you can meditate in any kind of like athletic or any kind of movement like that? Oh yeah. Like I'd say like running for me. I just think about it. Like I listen to music and I just think about a million different things mm-hmm. and like that's both kind of therapy and then also I mm-hmm. wouldn't say my breathing is going through with the movement. Maybe it is. I yeah. I I, I, wouldn't, I haven't actually thought about it when I was doing it, but Yeah. Um or like say could you could you meditate while playing a sport? Yeah. I think so. I think it's again like meditation is not something you like carve out of your day. It's like kind of a practice that you do every day. Like you can meditate, like, for example, I, I can't, I'm not good at meditating just sitting there because I'm a very fidgety person. I, like, do meditative walks. So while I'm walking, I'll, like, focus on my breath and just look at my feet on the ground and, like, try to ground myself in that situation. For an athlete, I haven't talked to many athletes besides that one over there. Um, but I think it's more of just, like, like, when you're in a game, I would assume I do not play any sports. Let me get <laughs> But I would assume that it's, I mean, it's like a very, it's like an adrenaline rush. You're like mm-hmm. in a game. But I think just being mindful during a game is just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like, everything's going to be okay. Like, just like using your breath to, like, calm yourself and, like, get in the moment of being whatever. I don't know. You can explain more of that if you would like to. Because I don't know anything about being in the sport. <laughs> do you th- Okay, so... I've never thought about – I haven't thought about meditating the way that you're describing it, which mm. is cool. Because yeah. in my head, I'd, you sit yeah. like, like the Buddha. Like the, yeah. You just close your eyes and yeah. you try to not think about anything. Mm-hmm. But like all four years of college, mm-hmm. I played basketball every day for yeah. hours, hours a day. Mm-hmm. And when I would miss, I didn't feel good. Yeah. Not necessarily like I got a headache and got sick, but like – I'd have to go on, like, I'd have to go run three miles or go walk for five miles. Like, I had to go do something Mm -hmm. because, like, physically, I was like, nothing happened today. Yeah. But that doesn't happen with all sports. It Mm -hmm. was pretty much just basketball. So do you think I was meditating without knowing it? Or can you not do that? No. no. I think that it's more of just, like, that's that's your outlet. And everyone has an outlet, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, like, if you're not, I don't know, I don't, like, did you actively like focus on your breath? Like, no, was yeah. No. I think it's more of just like that's something that like makes you feel good. And like when you didn't do it, it's like the same thing with a lot of people. Like if they have to go to the gym every day, like yeah. or they have to like, I don't know, draw every day or something like that. Like it's just that's just, like your thing that makes you feel good. That's your outlet. And I don't mm. think that's like a meditative practice, but that's also okay. Like not everything has to be. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> just wondering. Maybe I was already meditating. <laughs> This is something – I don't know if this would ever come up in psychology, mm-hmm. but, like, working out, mm-hmm. playing sports, the, like, runner's high. Mm-hmm. Have you ever talked about that in your classes before? Like, has that ever come up, that kind of thing? Mm, I've never taken a sports psych class, um, but I do, like, like in my own personal experience, like, I, I tend to work out a lot every day. Not – Shredded. No, 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 no. Not a lot every day, but I like to move my body every day at least mm-hmm. a little bit. And when I don't, I am not in a good headspace. Yeah. And I talk to my therapist a lot about that. And that's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just a very normal part of like human biology. Like we are evolved to move. Like we're evolved yeah. to like, I don't think it's anything like. I don't think I believe in runner's high though, to be honest. I've never, I, two years in high school mm-hmm. and then. Through college, I never did like a full year, but like in yeah. college, 
like a f- like full two different years of like three miles a day. Yeah. Every day, probably miss twenty to thirty days mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah. And not once did I ever go, huh? I love this while I was. Running. <laughs> I love this. It yeah. never happened. Now, I know when people are like, "Oh, well, you feel good afterwards." Mm-hmm. I have felt good afterwards, but runner's high is in the act of running. Yeah. It, so why am I not feeling that? Where, why can't I like running? Because it's the worst. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think you should force yourself to like anything. <laughs> like if you've never gotten runner's high, then like maybe just don't. Like if you don't like running, then don't do it. No, you like basketball. So, but running is so good. <laughs> yeah. Like when I lose weight, that's go to. Is like yeah. start running three miles a day. Mm-hmm. It works so well. So I have to keep doing it. I also it's the best. I think it just takes time though. Like when I first started running, I was like, "This is the worst." I literally so could barely awful. run a mile. I yeah. I hated it. But then after oh, I just the, ran every day. The not being able to run as much as you yeah. want to that is so annoying. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, how much do you run now then? You said you couldn't run a half mile. Yeah. Well, I ran a half marathon a while ago, in That's October. Thirteen point three. Thirteen point one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just because I like, I, I just decided like I just ran every day. Yeah. But I never ran thirteen point like the highest I've gone was like seven before the. Oh wow! I literally it was just a mental game for myself. I was like, let's just see if I can do it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, my marathon was when I ran with him. It was brutal. You guys ran a marathon? No, we ran. Like, <laughs> it was like five miles, but oh, oh, it was it was the pacing. Was yeah. The, was a huge issue. Yeah. Because, so, for those who don't know, Khalil and I live about a five-minute drive away. Maybe not even. Mm-hmm. It's like three-fourths of a mile away. Yeah. And we met very close to my house <laughs> when we were going to start it. He ran the whole way. Yeah. To your house? To then, yeah. Oh. To then go on a run. Yeah. He ran to my house yeah. to then go the six miles. Yeah. And then he ran home afterwards. Yeah. So, he ran eight miles. And... We, he was like, I usually run like five and a half, six minute miles for six or seven miles. Yes. It was, it was six something. Uh, yeah. It absolutely was. I mean, no. no, no. <laughs> it, it absolutely was because he had a stupid watch and he <laughs> was like, watch. and he was like, it needs to be like, I usually run six something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I've never run under eight for multiple yeah. miles. So that might not happen. We did like seven twenty uh-huh. for like four or five miles. I thought i was a god <laughs> and then i watched him run home and then i was like well i hate everything no literally, it was it's, so annoying yeah i he he okay but cleo's like a different breed of human like he'll he's ask me to go on a run with him he's a different thing he's a different thing i okay this was actually last week or yeah last week uh we went on a three mile run i was running my pace because he said go your pace he was practically walking next to me the entire oh, time <laughs> and he uh, by the end, I was like sweating. I needed water. He just came into my room, just sat. Oh yeah, just did, barely dripping sweat. I was like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> oh yeah, no. Like he, it was... <laughs> he, he, he doesn't sweat until it's like twenty miles in. And yeah, he's like, I need a little water. <laughs> you're like, come just, on, just just a little bit. <laughs> it, you know, it, he could pretend. He yeah, could pretend for us. Yeah, like, but he doesn't. You know? <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. That's that's like the the fact that you continue to play chess with him. And oh, you just bro. won the fourth time, bro. ever. This week, and you've known him for four years. It's sometimes I, he knows. Sometimes I get so frustrated. Like I actually like it will put me in a bad mood. Like why I, didn't you stop though? Why, because, because I would have absolutely been like, this is not my thing. This yeah, can't, this can't be one of our things now. Yeah, it's too much. Well, sometimes I get to the point where like I'm done. I don't want to do this. Uh-huh. But at some point, I'm like, 
it's kind of a challenge. So I'm like, it makes me mm. mad how good he is. And I'm like, I like, if he learns, I can learn too. Mm. So like, sometimes I'll try to like, you know, do the whole game review of, or like watch what we did, what I did wrong. Or like, you lately I've been catching myself like going on YouTube and watching. Cause I'm like, I want to be as good as him. Ew, Even dude. though I don't like, no. I don't personally like chess, but in my mind, I'm like, it makes me so mad that he beats me. Every, like for my own satisfaction, like I yeah. want to beat him more. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Mm. But it is frustrating. And like, he, he, when he knows I'm frustrated, he'll stop the game because he's like, mm. okay. Okay, but. so th- that's good. That's yeah. good. There, there are like some boundaries with like, or yes. he, he notices things. He can like, tell when I get like good. very annoyed. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think that is that makes us need to be better than people at things? Ooh. What is that? I think it's just ego. That's like straight up ego. It is my own ego when it comes to chess and him. Like, I mm-hmm. generally am like, it just makes me mad. Which I need to put my ego aside sometimes. It is no, definitely but then, ego. But, but I I would disagree because you're bettering yourself because of it. Yeah, but so your ego for like wrong better. intentions though. Like I'm bettering myself to beat him, not because I actually want to get better. I don't care about chess, but <laughs> for it's my intention of like I want to beat you, which is not okay, the good well, intention. Well, what about this? There are a lot of different. So like I'm trying to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. For day one, today's day one. <laughs> nice. There have been a lot of day ones. Yeah. This past year. <laughs> But there are a million different reasons for why people lose weight. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of good reasons. And there are a lot of meh. Mm-hmm. And a, a good amount of bad reasons. Yeah. I don't care about being healthier. Yeah. That doesn't matter to me at all. Yeah. It's purely just so I look better than a lot of people. And mm-hmm. a lot of people notice that. Yeah. But I still think it's a good thing that I'm losing weight, even if it's for a bad reason. Yeah. I mean, So then, on a health scale, Yeah. But so then can't you be bettering yourself for bad reasons and it still ends up being good at the end? Well, yeah, I definitely think I can benefit from being good at chess. Like, it's an insane mind game. Yeah. Like, it, it will definitely, like, mentally empower me. But So having a big ego is really good. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's right not... from a psychologist. Killed <laughs> it. You heard it from me. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much have a big ego. Yeah, that's what you take away from all of this, so mm-hmm. good. That's all I learned. So that's the only thing I got. I'm really glad. <laughs> Have a big ego and never run with Khalil. Never run with Khalil. Yes. (laughs) I like that we can just talk about him and we're never giving him the mic, so we can you can say anything you want. Well, this is just a very stupid question, but I find it intriguing. Ever since I met that one, Mm -hmm. so can you just do you like oatmeal? Do you make oatmeal every any time ever? No. Have you ever made oatmeal before? No. Oh my god! I can't ask you the question then. You can still ask it. Okay. I can still be on Khalil's side. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. You have to pick which one would you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do, let's do you it. pour oatmeal in a bowl. Okay. You pour, Gross. you put sink water over it or milk, whatever, and then you put it in the microwave. That's how you cook oatmeal. You put sink water in it? Or you just put water or milk. Okay. Water or milk over the oatmeal. All right. And then you Whatever's put Whatever's dirty in your sink, you pour <laughs> into that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> sure. Or it would taste the same. Can we agree on that? No, no, no. This is not. That's not. That's not the argument. No, no. I'm saying it would taste the same whether you poured dirty water from a pan ew, into ew, it ew, ew, or ew. clean milk. No, because oatmeal. <laughs> who knows what's in it? I don't think it would taste the same. <laughs> I think. It would... <laughs> it's just oats and milk. Oh yeah, or 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 oats and water. Okay. But continue, sorry, sorry. Okay, so you put the you put the liquid over the oatmeal and then put it in the microwave Threw it in to there, cook yep. it. Okay. Okay. Or you boil the water and then pour it over the oatmeal. Okay. Didn't know that people did that, but okay. 
That's my argument. Oh. That's the entire thing. That's you what boil, he does. You boil oatmeal? The, every single person I've met has just put the liquid over their oatmeal and then put it in the microwave. Ever, yeah. When I met him, he heated up his water first and then poured it over his dry oats and then ate it. And I think it's the stupidest thing ever. And I still to this day hate it. But you've never eaten oatmeal, so you can't be a part of this conversation. Yeah, but I can't be on his team. <laughs> yeah. Because that, not knowing anything about oatmeal and not eating it. And that yeah. still sounds dumb. So, that was my question, but it has gone to so poor <laughs> and his face is making me upset. <laughs> Do you have any questions about the podcast or like earlier episodes or anything like that? Are we going to continue doing it after this? Hmm? Are we going to continue doing it after this? You mean am I going to make more episodes? Yeah, every week. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. No, yeah, I was pretty... I oh, was... you started this. Oh, well, this I'm glad. This is 100% <laughs> on you. Because me and Aiden, that night, we didn't believe you. Mm-hmm. And then you oh. were... Well, no, no, okay, because people have said this before where they're like, I watched every episode. Yeah. Well, there's no way to know if they did. Yeah. Right? But then also, usually it was people that know me super well. Yeah. So they're lying. I asked you if you were going to continue doing this. Oh, yeah. No, you're the reason because, and Aiden said this, he was like, someone that didn't know you, or at least you'd seen, you have my social media or whatever, but you don't know who I am, Yeah. actually listened and liked it Mm -hmm. because we thought it was just friends of ours who were just like turning it on, maybe listening, maybe not, but just like helping us out. Mm. And then we're like, oh, people, there was at least one person that actually really liked it. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm... I'm going to do more episodes. I don't know if I'm going to add people or if I'm just going to do them by myself. We'll see cool. if people like this or not. But, um, you know, I'm excited because I just needed to do something else. Yeah, no, I'm glad you're doing it again. I was yeah. telling Khalil, like, so, okay, I never actually did it. But, like, I wanted to start, like, a sort of podcast thing, like, for, like, mental health, whatever. It was a sort of podcast thing. It, okay, it was, like, a podcast, but I'm downplaying it. But I was okay. going to start it. <laughs> And yeah. what one like what got me to start is because I saw you doing your podcast, and oh, I was yeah, like, I "Oh my gosh, people actually like do podcasts our age." And I was like, "That inspired me to like want to start mine." So, yeah, no, I I like what you're doing. I think it's awesome. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Totally, totally <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard of a few people. Not not because I was doing it, but like I know a few different people who have either been like, "Should I do one?" Because mm-hmm. they'd seen I had done it. Or, like, I saw that someone else our age did it. Like, there was these two guys at Tech. I don't know if you've – I don't know if you – I don't know how you would know them. But like, <laughs> my friend Miles and his friend were doing it. They were mm-hmm. my age. Yeah. I don't know how big it was or not, but it was, like, a lot of people from Tech were following and doing mm-hmm. it. And they started at just about the same time that we did. Mm-hmm. And so we had them on early. So you actually would have heard. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's really fun. And it's also, like – Again, if you like learning about other people mm-hmm. and you're good at talking, or at least like talking, <laughs> it's not too hard, at least the actual podcast. Yeah. Like, I hate the editing. The editing yeah. is so boring. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get someone to do it. No one wants to do it. Yeah. But, like, the actual act of, like, doing this is very fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. we'll do some more episodes for sure. Cool. I don't know how long, because the one problem is, like, I'm running out of people. Yeah. And not, like... I know a million people, but mm-hmm. I'm running out of people I want to interview. Yeah, you should just do interviews with strangers. I could do that. Literally just go up to them and be like, hey. <laughs> could do that. It seems like a bad idea to invite strangers to my home, but. Well, you know. maybe not in your house. <laughs> yeah. we. I mean, we've done them everywhere, though. I did I did the first two in my car. Oh, cool. 
Very cool. And then we did one. Me and Evan did one in my car while it was raining. Hmm. And the whole episode, you could hear that it was raining. Yeah. That's, yeah. That adds up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely doing it more. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. I'll be listening, so. Hell yeah, dude. We got one listener. <laughs> Khalil didn't listen, I know. He's a snake. Wow. If Look, have- he only listens to the one with himself in it. Totally. He didn't even listen to that. Oh. Actually, that would be weird. I hate listening. I, I'm used to it now, and I don't hate it now. But, like, the first few... My voice is so high. Not really. But in my head as well. Oh. Lower. I know my voice is not low, but like in my head, it sounds like, you know how like when you sing, like you were saying. Yeah. And when you sing and then hear it back, you're like, that's not what I sound like. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. I actually hate so it. So <laughs> even if it sounds good, you're like, but it's not sounding good the way I thought it sounded yeah. good. It's very weird. Yeah. Because I've tried to make music with people too. And that has come up where I was like. Do you do music? Yeah. What the heck? Well, I was doing music. Then someone ghosted us. Our like what producer. kind of music? Like you produce music? No, no, I sing. Somebody else produces. You sing? Yeah. Like actual sing song? Sing? What are we saying? Like you you sing? Yeah, I sing. What the heck? I didn't know that. Man, I sound like... This is what I tell people. A mix of John Legend, Adele, and whatever you think God sounds like. <laughs> Okay, I want to hear it sometime. We can we can sing together, Griffin. If we ever drive somewhere, I'll be singing. I don't okay, care perfect. who I don't care who's around. This is but I don't like this. And I'm sure because you're a good singer, this has happened. When people like they hear you singing, yeah, because music's on, yeah, and then they announce to the room. Oh my gosh, yeah. They're like oh my god, Mel can actually sing. Yeah, and like, can you sing a song for me right yeah. now? And I was oh. like, no. <laughs> Chris, the most recent was my friend Chris Linguini, who you met. Mm-hmm. It's Chris Linguini because he's Italian. That's not his last name, but oh, okay. He did that <laughs> in front of like fifteen people. He was like, "Sing something for me." Oh, and gosh. I was like, "Never, never." Yeah, man, I can't. I, I, my family's had me do that before. Mm. Oh, I had to play ukulele and sing. I sang the same song every time because I wasn't gonna learn a new song on the yeah. ukulele. And also, it was a, uh, it was Elvis falling in love with you. I don't know. Oh, it's a good song. Great song. Messed it up a few times. Because I, like, I don't like, because I like attention, but I don't like when suddenly everyone's staring at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, that's like, I've played basketball my whole life. Uh-huh. I don't, this only happened like the last four years. Mm-hmm. And I had something to ask you about this. I can't remember what it was. But only like the last four years this happened where I was like, suddenly, I don't care when I miss. Yeah. Like when I was younger and I'd airball it, I was like, that's the end of the world. And now <laughs> I'm terrible at basketball. That's it. Yeah. Now I could airball it 15 mm. times in a row, and I'm like, I'm going to shoot the next one. Yeah. Time. That's changed. That's changed. No, that's it's changed. No, it's not. No, it's not because my being the whole time didn't care. Are you sure about that one? Yes. <laughs> no, but also that was when I was little. Yeah. So in my developed brain, which is what I said, once your brain's developed, you don't change. So my de- my brain wasn't developed when I had sw- So you can away. change all the way up to your developed brain. Yes. Okay. Well, because you have to. Well, yeah. You have to. At some point, you have to change, or you're, everyone would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Or perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, no. I can't remember what I was talking about with that either. <laughs> what was I saying? I was saying something about basketball. But I was saying something before that. The singing. Oh, yeah. oh. When I play basketball in a game, and there are free throws, mm-hmm. 
I fall apart. <laughs> I fall apart. Like, I, I don't think I've ever made both. Mm. I, can, I can shoot anywhere on the court except free throws and people are looking. Yeah. No, I'm done. I'm toast. I'm and wh- what is that? Because everyone's looking at you when you're shooting everything yeah. else. I don't know. So help me out, psychologist. What, hmm. what would that be? Maybe it's just performance anxiety because you can't – you said you don't like public speaking either. It's like all eyes are yeah. on you. You have to perform well to like live up to people's, I don't know, expectations. But I'm good at like clutch shots. So I don't know what that means if I'm being okay. honest with you. <laughs> so like clutch shots is like – like I'll, a lot of my friends at like tech, like when it's down to the last point yeah. and you have to score or they're uh-huh. coming down the other way and they're scoring and yeah. you lose. I can hit the last shot. And I oh, okay. consistently can do that. Yeah. But a much easier shot, much closer to the basket. Yeah. And people are staring at me. It people, everyone's staring at you either way. Yeah. I fall apart with the free throws though. I think it's like in your yeah. mind, you know that you fall apart with free throws. So whenever time you have to do one, you're like, I'm I'm not gonna do it, and then you psych yourself out. I think it's so like how the, do you fix that? You just let it go. You know, oh, you just gotta God. let it go. Which is the worst advice I know. I hate when people tell me that just to let it go. But like, do you think it's actually possible to let things go, or do oh, you think, for sure, or do you think you're pretending to let things go? No, I mean you can pretend to let things go, but if you don't actually let them go, they're still gonna haunt you. So just you know, like yeah. you're never gonna be free from something. Like it, it feels a lot different when you let things go than when you compared to when you fake it. You know what I mean? When's a time when you've let thing, something go? Ooh, <laughs> um, there's been. Many a times where I have had to. What's let one where you can say it on the podcast, and I'm not gonna feel bad if you say yeah. that. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think of like the examples that aren't like life <laughs> altering. Um, I guess the basketball one's pretty good because that doesn't really matter at all because it's not like I'm in the NBA. I just play. Right yeah, now. I just play a lifetime. I think okay, yeah. When I had to apply to my grad schools. I was just so on edge all the time because I was so anxious. I was like, I, like, what is, like, I don't, this is my future. What is happening? I was so nervous every single day. And at one point I just sat down and I was like, Melanie, like, you've submitted your applications. There's literally nothing you can do about it until you hear back from them. So until then, you just have to let it go. And I like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just went on with my days. So you learned to do that. I've always been like that where some people think it's maybe not good. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't care about things. I care about people. Yeah. But like as far as like if I take a test, mm-hmm. like in finals at mm-hmm. tech and everyone's going just absolutely nuts about yeah. like I completely failed this one. Yeah. Even if I'm like I think I failed that one. Mm-hmm. I don't care because I either did or didn't. Yeah. But I, that's, that's a good thing though. No, no. It's a good <laughs> thing. But what do you think it is that makes people like that where they either they don't or they do? Because if you were mm-hmm. able to switch, what was it that was making it so that you did care, even yeah. if you can't fix it? Well, what makes, like, personally for me, like, why I care so much about things like that or, like, why I get so, like, anxious about a lot of things is just because, like, I I just feel like I have to control things. Like, I just, like, want to be able to control things, which I can't. That's physically impossible, yeah. you know? So I have to tell myself this is something that's out of my control and I just have to let it go. And other people, like, they're just not like that. They're like, I can't control whatever. And that's just who they are. You know, I don't think there's, like, a psychological basis behind it. I think just, like, they never had to, like, I don't know. You either care about controlling things or not. Yeah, it's just whatever to some people. Gotcha. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people, so I have to actively tell myself to do it. But (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's 
one thing that you think psychologically or not, but this Mm -hmm. kind of thing where it's like, what's one thing that you're really good at that like makes you great Mm. specifically you, not people. Yeah. We don't care about (laughs) anyone else. Um, I think personally for me, I've said it before, but I, I have a very large capacity for empathy. I'm a very empathetic person and I can, uh, I don't know. I, I'm very easily to like put myself in someone's position and like just like be there for them in a way that a lot of people it's it's hard to empathize and some people don't have like the capacity to do so, but I think that I am I pride myself in like having Gosh, you know <laughs> empathy in some ways. Good answer. <laughs> That's do you, awesome. Do you remember how we end them? Do you know how we end them? Oh gosh, I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay, so basically we just go – I'll go, and that's been – and then we both say easily and right at the same time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you just look at the camera. Okay. Just be real cute right at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Uh-huh. And that's been easily, easily annoyed. annoyed.